Hello and welcome to Pizza Toast. It's a Powerpuff Girls podcast now. I'm sorry, Phil. Uh, I am always down for some pizza puffs. And uh, <laughs> so I am, I'm fully on board talking about Craig McCracken's uh, 1990 what? Uh, in 98 is when it began. That makes sense. Glad I you asked. It. I know a lot about it right now and won't know anything about it in two weeks. It, it was birthed when I was like moving up to Minneapolis. So okay. I caught it as an adult and fell in love. Okay. I was still in yeah. Michigan when it aired. Uh, this is a, this love, is a funny thing. Wait, 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 wait. I love how like, I guess like knowing where we were geographically at various points in our lives we know where we were, but the audience is like, so he was going to Minneapolis, she was still in Michigan. I guess that means something. That's related to time somehow. What it means is that I didn't really have adulthood in Michigan, and my adulthood did not begin until I moved to New York. So you can just assume I was somewhere between uh, birth and 23 years old when I say I was still in Michigan. Uh, I was just out of college, and my adulthood didn't begin until sometime after the birth of my second child. So fair, uh, yeah, it took a while. I don't know if this bit worked, but that's okay. Uh <laughs> We're naturally funny. Can I get something off the top? Off the wait. Can I get something out at the top before yes, you, we get to can. the end of the episode? Before we get to the end of the episode, I do want to say to everyone out there: if you like the show, go to Pizza Toast Pod at Twitter. I I sometimes worry that people don't listen to the very end of our show, and so I want people to know that we have a Twitter account at the top of the show in case they're just like, I sure do wish this show had a Twitter account because now, okay, now you have no excuse for not going because we are less than two minutes in. So. Yes. Go for it. Except everybody turned it off when they like there was the heel turn of now we're a Powerpuff Girls podcast. So I think That's it true. failed. We're done. We're done. We're Thanks not a everybody. Powerpuff Girls podcast. What are we actually? We are a Babysitters Club ephemera podcast. We started out talking about the Netflix Babysitters Club. We worked our way into the HBO Babysitters Club. We are, uh, as of this episode, done with the 1995 movie, The Babysitters Club. And uh, who are you? Oh, my name is Christy. Uh, what is your name? My name is Phil. So nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> it was my pleasure. <laughs> if we ever meet in real life, this bit, again, this bit will not work as well. Not nope. for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you say we're done talking about the 1995 Babysitter's Club movie. What are the implications of that? Uh, well, the impl like what are, like how does that affect the universe? Yeah, broadly, like what is it, what will happen? Like if if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody hear the Babysitter's Club podcast that is no longer talking about the Babysitter's Club movie? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, the yeah. first first off, our first sign that we were done talking about the movie was the fact that our last episode was us making up our own movie. Yeah, that was. A, I think that was a pretty clear indication that we have no more to say. Yeah, about. it's done. It's done. Yeah, uh, and no one else, no one's contacted me to say they had anything to add to it so good we are finished with the babysitters club movie um i would say the implications of that is that we get to take maybe a break yeah i i think we should be patting ourselves on the back right now uh mm -hmm. getting ourselves hats that say the boss on them perhaps <laughs> maybe uh maybe making some homemade potholders but using yeah using this time to think about what's up next and yes. In the meantime, maybe we could branch out just a little and explore what ephemera means. Right. So what does ephemera mean to you? Ephemera to me in this one particular circumstance means talking about other uh, kind of touchstones 
that are not unlike the Babysitter's Club, but are not exactly the same as the Babysitter's Club. So that would be other entertainment of this era that caters to the same demographic, but perhaps takes a different tack on it. Uh, It was, it might've been on Mike. It might've been off. We've talked a little bit about the Harriet, the spy movie Mm -hmm. and the movie Matilda, both of which came out around the same time as this and had the same target audience and were inarguably more successful than the Babysitter's Club 1995 movie. Uh, how do you think we should go about talking about that? Like, uh, what could we possibly do to explore those? That that's the uh, the big the big question. That's the big. Uh... It's the yeah. It's the question on I, everyone's minds. I guess what I'm interested in is because the Babysitters Club movie tried so many different things and didn't quite succeed. I'm really interested in exploring what these movies were attempting to say and accomplish. In the mid '90s, uh, an era when y- when entertainment aimed at young girls was kind of in this like weird percolating stage, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like Matilda is a movie that we know as a, a, a classic. Like it is, yeah. It was obviously a success, and Harriet the Spy, though not quite the classic. Many people will agree that it, it it was successful in what it attempted to do, mm-hmm. and I I think it like, did it it didn't launch Nickelodeon Pictures, did it? It was one. It, it was certainly one of the first titles, if not. I think Rugrats movie may have come right around that time, or it was later. Yeah. Was it Harry the Spy? Harry the Spy. Hold on, I, I need to look this up. Uh, even though we will be discussing this when we discuss Harry the yeah. Spy movie, um, it was the first film produced on the Nickelodeon Movies banner. Yeah. Uh, and and I remember this because I saw. It. Well, we'll talk about this, but it, yeah, yeah. There, there was a short film shown before it in the movies, and it was a short film that introduced the characters of Hey Arnold. I didn't it was, know that. It was the world premiere of the of Hey Arnold as a concept. <laughs> we will explore that further. <laughs> I have nothing to say about Hey Arnold. That was the extent of my Hey Arnold <laughs> exposure. Yeah, but I think we. I think we probably have enough thoughts about those two individual movies to crank out a couple episodes. About yeah, yeah. And, one and, and, one if, about the other. and if anyone in listener land has any thoughts about Matilda or Harriet the Spy, let us know at our Twitter. <laughs> Pizza Toast Pod. Twitter at twitter.com slash Pizza Toast Pod. <laughs> that was perfect. Flawless. No notes. Yeah, yeah if, if you have any ideas for us like if there's anything we mm, we're maybe not going to talk about the 1995 movie again Uh, but but you probably don't want us to (laughs) no one wants us to but is there anything ephemeral you want us to touch on is there a particular like babysitter's club i don't know like trading card set or a doll perhaps i don't know if there's anything out there that you were like talk about this we want to hear your personalities discuss this thing I like, then please let us know. Yes, absolutely. That's all we want to know. I know what Alana's going to say. She's going to say the board game. She desperately wants us to talk about the big board game. I know nothing of the board game, so it's probably, it might be worth taking it into. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> There's two Babysitter's Club board games. Uh, the generic one that's just Babysitter's Club and the mystery one. So uh, That makes sense. It makes sense for there to be both. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like there are about 100 Berenstain Bears board games. Right, exactly. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, board games are kind of like... 
every once in a while, if you had a Nintendo or especially like a Game Boy, you would get a game that was like Garfield. And you're like, oh, look, a Garfield Nintendo game. And you'd play it and just be sort of a generic puzzler mm-hmm. and not very good. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, in Europe, this was released as a Bugs Bunny game. And in Japan, <laughs> this was like a Roger Rabbit game. And in like Germany, this was like a Gremlins game. But yeah. they're all the same game, uh, just depend on who had the license. And they would just slap a different like icon onto it. And that's kind of what board games are like in a lot of cases. There's the ones that are clearly designed to reflect the world on which they're based and the ones where they had a template and a bunch of cards that just slapped a bunch of characters onto and told you to go to town. I had a, I'm trying to recollect all of the branded board games that I had that I forced my family to play. Oh, uh, no. The main one that comes to mind is InSync Get to the Show. I have, within the past 10 years, had people play that, but no sooner. Oh, you still that. have it? Uh, it probably is in my parents' house somewhere. It was before. Wow. Wow. I had the abysmal and almost impossible to decipher uh, the Secret of Nim board game, (laughs) which was, you know, beautiful to look at, but just almost incomprehensible to play. And uh, I had I still have. Well, I was given as a gift recently the the even more incomprehensible E.T. the Extraterrestrial board (gasps) game, which is the worst board game ever created. It involves finding pieces of a literal jigsaw puzzle you have to assemble. It involves finding pieces of a communication device you have to assemble. It involves an ET piece that you have to put an actual physical ghost costume on at times. (laughs) It involves using ET's powers to read other players' minds, which involves them putting a card on their head and you having to get them to predict what it says or what your dice is going to roll. You have to create a spaceship that sits in the middle of the board. You have this little figure. It It is so impossible to play that it's uh it is a it is it is it is the most amazing board game ever created for a intellectual what property you're describing is convincing me that all et branded games are cursed somehow <laughs> they are cursed yeah, they cursed. are they they overthought all of them uh your friend and mine josh hollis once uh purchased a save by the bell board game for a bad gift exchange then ended up finding something worse and mailed uh, to my parents' house so it would get there in time for Christmas so when I went to visit uh, the board game. And in addition to that, which I did make both my husband and my older brother play with me uh, during Christmas, he also mailed me a poster of the Emoji Movie. <laughs> when I received this gift, I told him that it had just come in the mail and he said, oh, you're going to hate one of the things. He was right. I really, really hated one of the things. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I and I would be remiss if I did not point out because of the nature of our uh, of our podcast that I also owned the Who Framed Roger Rabbit board game, uh, which involved finding pieces of like finding the will, I believe. Um, oh no. And that and that confused me very much because the Acme factory on the board was called the A1A1 factory because Acme is owned by Warner Brothers, I think. Yeah, yeah that so makes sense. So they didn't have the, Disney didn't have the rights to release a product with the Acme factory and that just caused me no end of confusion. No, I get that. 
And now yeah. you understand about licensing. So the Babysitter's Club. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty good series. Ephemera. If there is ephemera out there that you want us to discuss, we could just do a whole episode on the on the series Bible. We could do. I mean, I would love to do an episode on the series Bible. I gotta get. I gotta get a new copy of it. Uh, even just a rundown of merchandise. If we want to do our own merchandise spotlight, might be interesting. Right. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, I mean, I mean, we have it all figured out. We have it all plotted out. Never yeah, want no, us no, to no, look no. like this we is, don't this know is for everything. Your benefit, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Make you feel like you have a, a a modicum of control over what we do. <laughs> and and you and you truly do. Uh, in the meantime, while we're working up to this, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pizza mm-hmm. Toast Pod. I will start using the Twitter more actively while during our absence, just to you know make up for yeah. the absence of contact. And uh, you can find me at Admiral Christie, uh, not spelled like my last name, but spelled my, like my first name. You'll figure it out. Um, I enjoy that you say not spelled like my last name. Yeah. Even though people might not know what your last name is spelled like. <laughs> like, they might think it's just the word Admiral. It is just the word Admiral, but there's a fun extra A somewhere in there, and it's up to you to figure out where it is. <laughs> and then uh, you are at P. Corey Gonzalez at Twitter. I am. That's G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S, not yes. Z. I am. Uh, I, I was going to say I am not something, but I don't know what Z implies, so uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm not one of those Z Mexicans. I'm an S Mexican. <laughs> So, yeah, let's, uh, should we say goodbye to our friends? It seems so weird to do it after such a, so few tangents, such a short amount of time, but I guess we should. I guess we have to. Yeah. Until, well, until we meet again. Yeah. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye. <laughs>